And welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner Anniversary Edition. Woo! One year on the air. Did you ever think we were going to make it here? No. De- definitive, definite, no questions asked, no. And I think both of our wives would have would have laid money on that, which is why we made sure that we got to the one year. So Just to prove them wrong. Yep. So, but now that we've made it, it's all over. See you guys. Have a good night. (laughs) That's it. We just wanted to make a year. Thank you for listening. All 17 of you. Oh, man. So, 15. Two of us are sitting right here. You still listen. (laughs) That's true. That's at Duke math. It's at West Virginia math. Well, that's probably more accurate. Or the the Steiner math there. I was going to say, Steiner came from West Virginia. So tonight we are going to just talk about, you know, the past year. We'll obviously do our warm-up segment and talk about the current events. But for the most part, we're going to talk about some of our favorite shows. I've got some stats that uh, we can go over on that part of it as well. And then a little bit of old-school surprise at the end of the show. Yes. So, to all that. Right. Because you're an old school guy. Did you know that I was an old school guy? I, I've heard that a couple times. I am. I'm an old school guy. I like all things old school. It's been a while since we've heard that, so I thought maybe we'd pull that out. Adam, what do we got going on in the warm-up? Pause for dramatic effect. I was getting ready to say, that's your cue. There's going to be one person on the show that doesn't know what's going on, and that's me. There's one thing that we miss. we've missed the last few weeks. We've missed the mark. Before a warm-up, Coach always gives a speech in the locker room, right? Yeah. So before you run out of the tunnels, a little extra motivation. That's not going to happen tonight because it's a one-year celebration, so it's like senior night at your local mm-hmm. high school gym. So on senior night, what happens? You get gifts. Oh, okay. You two started this. Oh, you did. two were the brainchild of this operation. We did. We were. We are. The real gift has not came in yet. So. <laughs> okay. This is a temporary gift to hold you over. Okay. I'll start with Neil's gift. I can get temporary gift. Ah. Yeah. Break it down. Nice. Nice. I like it. Thank you. And now it it is a uh, degeneration. No, they can see. They can see. It's radio. (laughs) It's radio. They can see. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) And then Sean, now the text will make sense. Well, I asked if you were a Kentucky or a Florida fan. That's funny. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. You're well, welcome. I thought that was I, – before he turned around, I thought it was a Duke hat. And I was like, oh, oh, he can't put that on. So, I was looking for a Braves hat. Apparently, the Hibbets here in Mount Sterling only sells flat bills. Sean doesn't come across as a flat bill kind of guy. a flat bill guy. Yeah. So, then I saw that one at the bottom. I was like – Gosh, is he a Kentucky or a Florida fan this week? I really don't know. I don't, I don't remember. Well, that'll be his first hat of, of, of many to pick from. <laughs> right. That's fantastic. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate that. No problem. And Sean was trying to tell. It is a Degeneration X twin pack 
Funko Pop, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. That's pretty cool. It's that pretty is pretty cool. I sent him a picture of that the other he day. Did. And was like, do you have this you one? Have this one? And he, he said, no. I was like, well, you would have, but my arms are full and there's no buggies in Walmart. And you know when you said that, I was like, but, but, but you're texting me. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey look, look, look at the picture. If you look at the picture, my wallet is in my hand and I literally have the phone like this. You can see the bottom of my wallet. <laughs> I think I did look at it. And I was because I I distinctly remember I was like, but he took a my, picture of my it. My arms were legit full and there was legit no buggies. What he didn't know is that I had room for that under my arm. <laughs> is that what that is that the wallet? That's my wallet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got you. That's funny. <laughs> that's so That's good. now that we've got everybody emotional, the gifts are coming, the parents are crying, it's time to warm up. Juan Soto turned down 15-year, $440 million from the Nationals. Where does he go next? Well, Sean and I talked about that, that, that this morning. I was hoping you would have it on there. That is a very team-friendly deal. About 15 to $20 million below the average market price right now for a guy of his stature. But, but it just sounds crazy to turn down $440 million. It, it does. What was it I heard on the radio earlier that he felt, He said it felt It felt wrong. That, I believe, is what he said. And then he turned around and won the home run derby last night. Yeah. But so they're already like, well, can he get traded before the August 2nd? And, you know, of course, that team is under getting sold, right? So he's their one and only draw. If you trade him, it's going to have to be a stupid offer. And baseball isn't that way. Right. You don't. You can't be like the Lakers and trade away all of your draft picks for the next 10 years. I mean, so at 440 for 15 years, that's, I'm going to say only, that's only $29 million a year. Right. And Trout, we said, is what, at 44, 45 million a year, I think? I'm looking it up right now. I mean, he's well below. What superstars get now? He may be at the high end. He may peak now and may not, and and it could be a. But he's only twenty three. He's only twenty three. But to be tied down till you're thirty eight with a team that struggles, with a t- that has struggled year after year after year, not been able to keep anybody. They had Bryce Harper, couldn't keep him. Had Max Scherzer, couldn't keep him, because they they only have so much. And they, they paid a ton to Strasburg. Rather than Anthony Rendon, and that looks like that's going to be a horrible decision. Although both of them have been hurt pretty much the entire Rendon's time. Rendon's pretty much trash too. Did you see Max Scherzer the other night cussing at Ian Happ when they played the Cubs because Ian Happ struck out looking and was arguing with the ump, and Max Scherzer is yelling at him, "That's a effing strike!" <laughs> and the whole time it just zooms in on Scherzer's lips, and he's bobbing that head. That's a effing strike. That's a effing strike. <laughs> I love Mike Scherzer. He's so funny. <laughs> Listen, there is nobody in baseball that, like, he is all in every time. Yeah. Whether he's pitching or not. Yeah. He's all in. Madison Bumgarner's like that, too. I think so, too. But I, but to get back to your point, I think, you know, you were hoping if you're the Nationals, it's like, here, let's we'll throw a whole lot of money, a whole lot of years. Maybe he'll be like, yeah, let's do it. Not so fast. So... Um, and he he honestly has he's come out and said that it feels uncomfortable now yeah. now especially since he's turned down that offer. Uh, I would say that Juan Soto's time in Washington is drawing to a close. 
anybody but the Yankees for me. I don't care where he goes, just not the Yankees. He's probably going to. Well, and the thing about it is, is the Yankees probably have one of the strongest farm systems out there, and it's going to have to take emptying a farm system to do yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you would think the Yankees is going to start with Jason Dominguez and go from there. Um, yeah, they've got a handful of guys in the top ten and, of, of, of all of baseball. And they haven't been able to re-sign Judge yet, and they don't want to. It's not that they don't want to, but they don't want to give him a deal like this, mostly because his size, he's not going to have the longevity of a lot of these guys. Well, no, because right? he's built like a middle linebacker. Yeah, he's going to break down pretty quick. I mean, he And he's playing center field right now. Which so. doesn't make any – it's never made sense to me why they have Aaron Judge playing anything but DH. Yeah. He's – Pretty good defensively in the yeah, field. Yeah, but I mean, not great in center field. But all their center fielders are, are hurt. <laughs> but when you take the health factor into account, you're taking that much more risk out of it if he just does DH. Yeah. Trout's Trout's contract was 12 years, 426. So they added three years to his contract and only 13 million dollars. Yeah. They don't. They don't. I don't equate to a 23 year old that's got. At least ten more years under his belt. Yeah, that's thirty-five and a half. Just that. Yeah, right. And so. the Braves a couple of years ago, they went and grabbed Acuna and Albies both on extremely team-friendly deals. They gave them both like seven years at just a just above a hundred plus million. And it makes you wonder if they'll play those contracts out or if they'll. You don't see the baseball guys so much. Being like, I'm going to hold out if I don't get a new, a new deal. You just don't see that as much. But it's coming, right? It's just a matter of time. We're start, we're going to start seeing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, good starting point right there. WWE is out of the PG era. They have moved to TV 14. Does that get you excited? Not at all, because last night's row was probably more boring than, la- than last week's. Wes, do anything for you? I mean, no. When the... When the Women are calling each other's bad words. Bad words already before it was even turned over to TV fourteen. I mean, unless there's a major change in the next couple of weeks, it's not going to be any different. Sean and I had a had a conversation, shocking, I know, <laughs> that um, what's it going to change? And I said, the scantily clad women. We're not going down that road, especially with all the news that's come out of events. Right, we're that's, not going to do not that. You know, so any edgy storylines like that are off the table. So the only thing it can increase is language, which language, as you said, is already risque on there. Right. Um, I think it's going to increase violence, but Ooh. I think it's going to be over time. A lot of their guys that would do that aren't currently on the show. So you think we're going to go back to seeing some blood? I think we will go back yep. to seeing blood. I think we'll go back to seeing chair shots to the head, things like that. Um, I do, and and I say that because this is USA's call. It wasn't WWE's call. And USA basically said, hey, we paid you a billion dollars. Your ratings, while they're maintaining, they, they're not what we paid for. You need to do something to get people talking. Right. The main event last night was Ms. TV. With Logan Paul on it, Miz is really good. He is, but that can't be your main event segment on a three-hour show. Who, who's staying up till ten forty? I'm guessing it started around ten forty. 
Maybe 1030. 1045. Yeah. Who's staying up till 1045 on a Monday night? I mean, I watched it, so obviously I did, but. You would have seen the KO. I would have rather seen the KO show at the end. Have Riddle and Seth, you know, that go, should go back. have that should have now look, look, looking back at it and watching the reviews, that should have been the main event. Yeah, the, sure. uh, I mean, anything involving Riddle and Rollins, which is going to be one of your key matches, we all agree. We think it's going the match is going to steal the show of the weekend. Yeah, um, has to be up there. Well, and a lot. I'm sorry, Ezekiel and you, and Rollins. You almost said Elias. We're not walking with Elias anymore. No, we're speaking with they, Zeke. They had the they had the match of the night. I mean, their segment it was probably the best match I've ever seen Ezekiel be in. Even his brother Elias never had a match that good. Not to get too deep into wrestling, although we are at our core a wrestling podcast. We are. I think they ought to take Elias, have him start to lose it a little bit, get a little scruffy. It gets a little longer, and then just in time, you can see the slow progression from Ezekiel and morph back into. Could he do a two face from Batman and grow the beard on half his on half face his side. and like have internal conflict where he's Zeke and and uh, Elias? That would be pretty good. He comes out with a guitar. What does WWE stand for? And they're like, walk with no, no, speak with Zeke, speak with Zeke. Like I think it could be great. That would be good. And and he's a good enough worker and a good enough character to pull that off. Yeah. Another note: Cameron Smith, the Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Nobody going to give me an oi, oi, oi. Tommy. Oi, oi, We dropped that ball. Sorry, we, we did. We failed. Won the Open with a 20 under. Weeks ago, we talked about how we love the Open because golfers struggle on that course. And they were they were lighting it up. <laughs> 20 under for Cameron Smith. And he only won by, Not, one, by two shots. Shot Not a only, 64 on Sunday. 64 on, sat, on Sunday. After That's a 73. Right. Shot a 73 Saturday to fall kind of out of it. And then I think he birdied six of the nine in the back nine, right? Yeah, Including right. the first five. Yeah. And missed. Had a recovery on the sixth hole on the back nine to to be able to get par. And, I mean, he, he almost birdied that one, too. I watched the Open on Saturday. I watched the entire thing on Sunday. And it was one of the best days of golf that I ever watched. A lot of people are giving Rory crap, saying that he 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 you know blew it. He didn't bogey a hole. He didn't birdie but three. But he did not bogey a hole. He didn't blow it. Cam Smith was just playing he out of his yeah. freaking mind. He, he just Cam, went and got it. Cam Smith went and got it. Yeah, and Cam and Cameron Young from the United States was right behind him. Yeah, and and, that, and as soon as that ended, what happened? Liv paid that money. Well, he hasn't joined them though. Officially, officially, but it's a ninety million dollar contract. Ninety million dollar contract after just winning fourteen million. And he dodges the question when asked about it repetitively. Yeah, well, he got mad about it because they asked him about it almost immediately. Yeah, which I mean, that's what's going to happen. I'm not convinced that he goes. I don't know. He's one of the ones that if the PGA is going to make it, that's one of the ones you've got. Well. Ninety million's hard to turn down in golf. I, I sent you all a text. I don't know if you looked into it. That former President Donald Trump, avid golfer, has basically come out and slammed the PGA 
and telling them to pony up. Like, if you want to do something, then go out and pay the guys. Increase, increase, uh, you know, purses. Increase uh, the, the, the payouts to people who win. But do something to counteract it. Stop being the what's, same old, same old. What's genius about the LIV is the contracts. Yep. It's it's unheard of, right? Because basically they're all 1099 employees at this point, right? Yeah, they're it's all kinda, contract workers. Yeah. So LIV went and put a contract to it, and it kind of locks them into it. By the way, how did Bryson DeChambeau get to play the Open? I thought that he because it's not a PGA. It's not a PGA sanctioned event. Yeah, none of the majors except for the PGA Championship are PGA Tour events. Well, that's stupid on the PGA's part. I'd like to know how much the PGA brings in each year, and I'm sure I didn't. I just didn't look that up. But Cam Smith won two point five million dollars for winning. One of the majors this year, the major. Uh, the, I mean, like one of the. that or the Masters is probably. I was going to say arguably the second most second. important tournament. Right. All so two point five yeah. million, and he's going to make. Uh, I mean, he's going to make. I mean, the contract's for ninety million. Right, stupid. Money. So how many years is that? Do they put them on? Is it on terms of years? I'm sure it almost has to be. I never saw a year. I just saw yeah. the ninety million. Yeah. Right, but I mean, two point five million dollars. You're right. If the PGA is going to make it, they've got to double that. They've got. I mean, you know, if they win the FedEx Cup, which he he'll be in the running for it now. If they win the FedEx Cup, you win ten million dollars just because of you know your. If you end up overall number one for the year, you win ten million dollars. That's how much the Open should be winning. Next year's. Next year's. Uh golf game that comes out EA Sports I think it'll be hilarious if you can open it up and you can choose to play for the PGA or the LIV <laughs> that would be good now I don't know how involved the PGA is with that game right but that would be hilarious if you had that choice at the beginning so since we're talking about money I'm gonna throw this in here real quick I'm, I'm you know it is the anniversary show and we can and we can make detours uh, so we talked a few weeks ago about the WNBA Right, and the reason that so many players go overseas to play is because they don't make, quote unquote, enough money. Right. Right. So I went to church camp this past weekend with uh, my uh, two oldest kids, and uh, my oldest daughter Emma broke her arm on Wednesday. We had an orthopedic appointment Friday, so I had to drive her up. I say all that to, to tell you that I was in the truck for a really long time on Friday, driving. I listened to. Uh, the Rich Eisen show on NBC, on NBC Sports. He, Rich Eisen was not in studio. They had a fill-in host who continually repeated his name over and over and over. Like, anytime the person he was interviewing took a breath, he was like, and this is Neil Payne. I'm filled in for Rich Eisen. Uh, he, he did, so, I don't he did it so many times he doesn't even know what his name was. Right. He right. did it so many times I don't even know what the guy's name is. But he had a WNBA player on there, and they, and they talked about a bunch of different topics. But one of the things they talked about was salaries. And she said, well, you know, one of the reasons we have to go play overseas is because we don't, our contracts, we don't make enough money. Got me thinking. Do you know what the average salary is of a WNBA player? I'm going to $90,000. I would say lower than that. I was going to say, I was going to say one twenty five. dollars 
to two hundred. Wes is the closest. The average salary is one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Okay, one hundred and twenty thousand dollars is a dang good job. If you're not able to live on one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, then you're living beyond your means. Now, with that being said, I think they we're talking about stupid money. We're talking about Juan Soto turning down four hundred forty million. Yeah. Okay. They do deserve to be paid more. Right. But I'm I'm kind of over the narrative of them, well, I'm not being paid enough. I went to school. I'm working on my master's currently, and I make a little over a third of what the average NBA, WNBA salary is. And I'm running a family of eight. There are, though, only 14 players that make more than $200,000. Brittany Griner is one of them. Uh, she, she won't be on the list. Brittany Griner was, two, uh, was Diana Taurasi dollars yep. a year. Uh, Diana Taurasi, Jewel uh, uh, Lloyd, and Brianna Stewart are all at the high end, and they're making $228,000. So they're making almost double the is, average salary. Is the Plum Girl not making that much money? Or did you say her name? I did not. But it said it was headlined by those three. This was from May 5th, 2022. Gotcha. I saw that same list when we talked about Brittany Griner a couple weeks ago. So, but I say all that to say the whole narrative that they're not making enough money is untrue. You're not making enough money when you compare yourself to LeBron James. And that's the problem. But when you compare yourself to average Americans... They're also not putting butts in seats. Well, they're they're a financial burden on the on the NBA. That because the NBA is carrying them. Yeah, they're the reasons why the NBA has has sponsors on their uniforms now. Right. Because that's the only way WNBA could make any money was they had to they had to become walking billboards. But I th- and, and I think this is becoming an issue in all women's sports. You know, I mean the the U.S. Women's National Team just fought for equal pay and they got it. But then you got the WNBA, who is making, you know, pennies compared to right. the rest of it. But I just found that very interesting that they were talking. And I was like, because she kept talking about, you know, the reason so many of us have to go overseas is because we're just not making enough money. We're not making, and that's I was like, so we're sitting there, and I'm like, I wonder how much money they are making. So the thing that really stands out to me about the U.S. women. They're one of the few women's so- sports that can argue w- that they make just as much profit as the men. Right. Because our U.S. women's soccer team, they've actually won a couple times. They have. They, they're they putting butts in seats. Three, right? Three. Yeah. And I was going to say, any time they, they, they make they, these U.S. tours, yeah. sold out everywhere they go. Everywhere. They're actually they're holding up their end of the revenue. Right. So they should get a piece of the pie. Right. WNBA, you got these 20,000... Seat stadiums, and you might get fifteen hundred people there. Maybe, and that's mostly family and friends. Yeah. If you want, if you want to make the revenue, if you want your share of the pie, put butts in seats. Right. It's that simple. Do you think part of the problem is they've tried to go and they've tried to go to L.A. They've went to New York. They've gone to Chicago. All these that have established NBA franchises. Would it be better for them? to go to markets that did not have an NBA team. Play in smaller arenas and 
Louisville, for instance. Louisville. Put them in Freedom Hall. They could probably fill up Freedom Hall. Yeah. Especially Louisville. Louisville's about any kind of athletics, they always get behind it. Yeah. They've got a soccer team. They've got... I would argue I would argue Cincinnati, too. Right. Same way. But I thought about that. I was like, I wonder if that's... Like, maybe they need to move... But, and, and they're not because they're all the big markets. But are you going to go watch the L.A. Sparks... Or are you going to go watch the L.A. Lakers? Well, of course you're going to go watch the Lakers if you have the opportunity. And I don't know what the ticket price difference is either. Right. Um, but if, am I going to watch LeBron James or am I going to watch whoever the top player on the Sparks is? I don't even know. Right. It's not Candace Parker anymore. It's, she plays in she, Chicago. She plays in Chicago because that's where she's from. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> took a detour. I just found that very interesting the other day. Yeah, I agree. NFL training camp starts. It did. By the time... This recording drops. 22 of 32 teams will have at least rookies in camp. We are almost there. We're almost there. We're almost to the best part of the year. Just hang in, guys. Sean, do you want to give us who currently is number one on your stocks list in the NFL? (laughs) Is it the Chiefs? Well, Bears. being a Bears fan, the season hasn't started. I have to start out with the Bears at number one. Okay. Until Justin Fields throws his first interception at the 13-minute mark lose. of the first quarter. He court. probably already has. <laughs> he probably already has. Good scrimmage. That was a nice two-interception day for you, Justin. <laughs> Big 12 and Pac-12, they have ended their talks to merge. They, The Big 12 came out today and said that it's just not beneficial for them to add the Pac-12 schools. So these Pac-12 schools are about to be picked apart. Would you all agree? I'm going to say no. And I'm going to say no because of your next topic. I think it's the next topic. About another football team. Okay. You're right. I'm going to say no because of that one. And and we'll talk about that in just a minute. But I think the Pac-12 is on their way to being irrelevant. Like I think they're going to stay around. I think they're going. To, I think they'll pick up Boise State, Colorado State, something like that, right. to get back to twelve teams. But it's not going to be the Power Five in football anymore. It's going to be the Power Four, um, and the Power Four is going to drive college football. That's not over. It's too yeah. early in the game. That's not over. They'll revisit that. You think so? They've got they, a, they're going to. The have Big Twelve to. has a new commissioner. Big Twelve right? has a new commissioner. But I don't know. And he's aggressive. I yeah, don't yeah. know that outside of Oregon. Who would you want? Utah, maybe Oregon and Utah. Who would the Big Twelve want? Well, I mean, well, I mean, you said Washington has made the playoffs once. They have Washington State. You know, they've got good, they've got good teams there to make a good nucleus with the pack with the Big Twelve. But you know, again, just like who we're getting ready to talk about, Notre Dame. They have this; these two conferences have to do something, and the only thing that makes sense is they're going to lose some teams. They're going to take the teams out that mean, you know, not a lot. Right. Cal, probably gone. Oregon State, see or, Yeah, yeah. Well, Oregon State's got some other things that goes – I mean, football, it's like Vandy. Oregon State's not great in football. But they're really good in baseball. Yep, they're they're really good in track. You know, they're, they're good in some other things. But they're not really good in men's basketball. They're they they had a run a couple years ago, though. They did. So, you know, I think they're still going to be able to put together 18 to 20 teams and revisit that, put that together. I think the Big 12 will call SMU before they call anybody else. 
Uh, and that's very possible. Yeah. I think, um, I think on the other side of the continent, I think Miami is the next big piece that that uh, that is going to fall. I think that's the one that the SEC is really kind of circling right now. I think I think they would like to have the U in the SEC just because of the brand. I, I, I don't, but I don't think so. Matt, Matt Jones was on today. I didn't want to get into this topic, but why Matt, are we talking about I, Matt look, Jones? He made some really good points today. Um, that's rare. The SEC, Sankey, Sankey said they wasn't going to run. I know, it is rare, but still. Straight up under the bus. Sankey talked about them not rushing to add more to this, right? Right. Matt Jones was like, look, they're already in Florida televisions with Florida. What what the SEC wants is places where they're not at. North Carolina, right. they're not there. Virginia, they're not there. So Virginia and North Carolina make more sense they're not really, you know, Clemson doesn't make sense because they're already there with South Carolina, and there's more South Carolina fans than there is Clemson fans. But I've so, seen talks of adding your Clemson and Miami and I, then I kicking Missouri that. out. Yeah, I have so seen that. Um, they're not kicking Vandy out because they're private. But but Miami's not a <laughs> – the comment that he made was, anybody that's under the age of 45 doesn't know what Miami was. You know what gets on my nerves about Matt Jones? Tell us. He's one of those UK fans that just base things off the last three years. If you're, I could say, if you're over the age of 30, UK football sucks. They still suck in your mind because they sucked all your life. These last three years, they've been good. Congratulations, Matt Jones. Congratulations. How many bowl games in a row have they won? Or think, been to? I like six, won seven? Four okay. bowl games in a row. And guess who else is the only one that's won four bowl games in a row? Alabama. Yeah. That's so, the list. So hold up. Period. If we want to talk about that, we're not talking about the Duke Mayo's bowl. We're not talking about the Music City bowl. We're not talking about the Tulip bowl. I, we're talking no, BCS bowls. A How bowl many is BCS a bowl. bowls have they won? Uh, we, I, we can't get down. We can't, look, I will we're going to miss that on our show. I will tell you right now, zero. <laughs> Kansas football has one BCS fo- win. Hey, Kansas football. Kansas football is going to be the team of the 2030s, okay? <laughs> they're, they're right there. They're, they're right so there. close. I mean, legitimately, that's funny. Can but you put a look, features on that? <laughs> look at look at their look at their recruiting they've done this year. It's better than most years. They yep. got the they got the big prize in state quarterback to stay. Their coach is building the no, team. No, no, he no, really no. is. He went to Kansas State. Did he? Yeah. The guy with the mullet. Oh yeah, because he's backing up Adrian Martinez. He he went to uh, Kansas State. Well, Kansas still got some really good players. Good luck to him. Team of twenty thirty. Right. They're gonna right. suck. Moving on, Notre Dame. Wants $75 million to stay independent from NBC. Any chance NBC buckles and pays them? Oh, I think there's a lot of chance that NBC buckles and pays them. $75 million for one team? I mean, they paid WWE a billion dollars for the network. That's a whole network and a library. I know, though. but I mean, but but it, I would say Notre Dame has a huge, as big a following. But... You get these conferences. I know, I know. And these conferences as a whole are coming in at like 125, 150. Notre Dame is going to shoot themselves in the foot if they don't jump into a conference. I And I don't – I think they want to hold on to this independent status. And I think their, their alumni who are big, big boosters, big supporters, big decision makers, 
want them to stay independent. I, right. I, I think good. that's one of the things that are out there is they have so many. I believe they referred to it as residuals. Mm-hmm. Their residuals is so high that if they are not independent, they will lose a ton of money in the residuals, which I'm assuming means alumni are like, it, we've always been independent. We want to be independent. But they, they're going to get more than the $75 million if they go to the Big Ten. Right. Or right. the SEC, either one. Right. Uh, I mean, or the ACC. I mean, just because yeah. of TV, deal, TV deals, yeah. they'll be more than that. But, and if they take this deal in five years, they'll be irrelevant. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Um, words are hard. Words, I, I mean, words you know. Are hard. Because, I, it, because it, it they may not be even be five up. years. But it'll be by the time USC and Oklahoma and UCLA and uh, Texas yep. make their move. I mean, SEC's already said that they're already planning on 2024. Try, yeah, they're already trying to maneuver yep. scheduling quicker now. Because they don't want to be outdone by the Big Ten with those two. They're all going to show up in 2024. Which we've called from the get-go. Yeah. It was never going to be 2025. Right. And, like, Notre Dame is that 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 point right now. That pen, It's the pendulum or pendulum, whatever. Words are hard. Words yeah. are hard. <laughs> Words are hard. Words are hard. Oh, guys. Especially for you all. It's people. getting late, guys. Yeah. He's Woo! like, where's Webster? Yes. Let me look it up here. <laughs> What's another word for that mythosaurus? <laughs> Whatever. That's my favorite dinosaur, by the way. Whatever Notre Dame does. The source. <laughs> whatever Notre Dame does is going to put into motion everything else. So. Well, I feel like Notre Dame's got one motion, and it's going to be slow motion. Yeah. Yep. Anything else on the news feed? One last thing. Neil, me and you make fun of these two guys for being old. We do. All the time. All the time. And I know some of our listeners might have a little sympathy for them because we pick on them. They do. They might. Probably not, but they might. So over the weekend, Bailey tweeted out a little cryptic tweet. Paramore started in Tennessee. I send a screenshot to our group text. Mm -hmm. You were at church camp living your best life. I was. Sean... I was going to say, real, real, real quick, whenever, it, it must have been in your all's group text. It was. Because when you started talking about it, I was like, I don't remember seeing it. <laughs> you're that. right. Because we didn't want to blow up your phone at church. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're right. We switched to the other channel. Yeah. That way we could actually just hit the button and make an audio message and then send it back out to them. I can just hit the button and make an audio message. All right, anyway, so, finish that. I send the screenshot. Sean texts back, what is Paramore? <laughs> and I was like... Sean, it's a band. Like, you wonder why we pick on you. This is why. Did, did you know I knew who Paramore was, yes. Only because Haley Williams, right? Yes. Yeah. You need to look up Haley Williams. Are they a rock band? Or? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I may even know who some of their music is, but just not know who their name, you know, the name of their uh, group. So, well, that was a really long news segment. So. It's a one hour show, I mean. <laughs> Well, one I mean, year, not to, one hour. I was going to say, I mean, if we want to talk 90 minutes, we can talk 90 minutes. <laughs> On to the main event. One year statistics. Stat boy. I'm going to give you some boring stuff ding, right ding, here real ding. quick. So in our one year, we've obviously done 52 Saturday shows. Nice. We did 37 Mount Rushmore shows. Nice. A total of 89. Right? Uh, 
the top shows that I did the, I just listed the top 10 shows right here uh, Ultimate Warrior number two was 51 listens Ultimate Warrior number one was 44 listens that blows my mind yeah. Ultimate Warrior is a fan favorite I hate that guy yeah it was some of our some of our best shows though those are two really good shows I don't ever listen to them I don't know uh, Hogan Turns Heel which was our very first show that was numero uno yeah that was 40 uh, listens now here's where things get interesting. We've been doing the sports twist, and you guys have been here for about what seven, eight weeks now. Name, image, likeness, thirty-three. The Arch Manning Show, thirty-three. Money drives everything, thirty-two. Fantasy Football Dynasty League, thirty-one. Insider Trading Fantasy Edition, thirty-one. Mixed Bag, twenty-nine. That was our first. Uh, First try at uh, just yeah the jambalaya. Yeah, that's right. They, they missed yeah. out on that one. Jambalaya. Mixed bag. Yeah, yeah. Jambalaya. Jambalaya. I mean, and this then, is not Chex Mix. And then Wrestlecade Weekend, uh, where Optimus Prime was part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. We do need to. I know we've apologized for those. Those were bad shows. No, they were so about? bad. Sean could barely Sean talk. Was, Sean was out. <laughs> Almost like the back on that chair was out. <laughs> it was it was rough because I had I had a voice. You did going down, and the longer we were, the longer there, the weekend went. went away. Like you can't even talk the way that you talked on those four shows. No, 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 no. And we had no business recording for it, but we were so dead set on making sure we had the whole month of December off. That we were gonna, you know, come hell or high water, we were going to make. We, we recorded the... seven shows while we were there mm-hmm. in the in the uh, the Rushmore and that we like we wanted to make sure that we could spend the month of December with our families, kind of take a little bit of a break. Hindsight twenty twenty probably shouldn't have done that, but we did. We did. We brought Optimus Prime and, uh, and VKP in for that weekend. Right. So I would be driving to work listening in the mornings. And when you would talk, I would have to turn the radio down. And when Sean would talk, I'd have to turn it back up. I'm like, what's going on, guys? And we were sitting like face-to-face to the microphone. That was what was funny. It's like, but, you know, Neil did a phenomenal job on those shows, carrying those shows, because I really didn't try to talk much yeah. I, I it he he did a great job with that i think that was uh that was when we did starmageddon we did right and and i was so disappointed that i wasn't able to do a little bit more of the intro and stuff with that part of it that was pretty wild and and it all in all it was a fun weekend it was some of the funny funnest shows that we did uh, yeah i yeah. love this the santa claus show uh, or the Dear Santa is what which, we call it, wasn't it. Which, by the way, is going to be a annual thing. You know, with the new format, we're going to have to mix it up a little bit. But uh, <laughs> Dear, Dear Santa is one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. And then, so this year it'll have to be like Dear Greg. Dear Santa. Greg. Santa. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Dear Notre Dame. <laughs> Dear LeBron James. Yeah. Please jump off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you. C two C. Thank you, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Matt Jones, go suck eggs. See, I think that's a good part. I think this year we can completely open that up. Last year we wanted to stick to the same four guys, yeah. right? We wanted to do Santa, Vince McMahon, uh, 
Baby Jesus. Baby Jesus and <laughs> Tony Baloney. <laughs> Dear little nine pound six hand. Now, Wes, you've you you've been a regular listener. I have. What's your favorite episode that we've done? Oh gosh, oh. Um, you could actually make one up because I probably wouldn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I don't know. I, I, the, the, I will say to hear the heartache that you truly let out when you talked about Hogan turning heel. Oh, <laughs> I was like, don't make him. I was like, that listen, again. that's not fake right no. there. You can tell. You can hear. I'm still devastated today. Yeah, yeah. I think it shows you. Like that was the that was the initial concept of the show, right? Four years we talked about doing this podcast, and when we first started talking about it, it was like, "Hey, let's just just do a." We're, I mean, I think the initial concept was just like everybody else's. We'll do a weekly wrap up, you know, type thing. But he was like, "And everybody does that," and so just one day he was like. I think you you literally said, "Have you ever thought what if Hulk Hogan turned heel?" If if you all listen to very many of these shows, I I, I tell you the things that keep me up at night, <laughs> and it's thoughts like that. Like you know, I I think often about what if we would have guarded Grant Hill in '92 when Kentucky <laughs> played Duke, right? Like would have made the pass a lot harder. Like Grant Hill's still a good player. He might have still made the pass, but I would have had my tallest guy there with his hand straight in there. Right. What if we would have fronted Christian Leitner? I don't know, but these are the things that keep me up at night sometimes. I'll just wake up and be like, and then there's times I'll wake up and I was like, you know, what if Hulk Hogan would have turned to heel in 1992? On a personal level, did what I did, what I did during the best WWE, uh, best WrestleMania entrances to you, did that keep you up that night? Because on a personal level, that's one of my favorites. When I dropped uh, the pink Cadillac coming out, and you looked at me like, "You sack of crap! Did you really just?" Right, because I because knew nobody knew was gonna pick the honky tonk man in the pink Cadillac, and I'd be dang if Silver Fox didn't dare in me. Right. Right. I, I forgot he's the Silver the Fox. The slow man. look. He. he what did you just do? <laughs> and you could, I could see that in the corner of my eye, like, uh-oh. What did I? I just stepped on him, stepped on his toes, bigger than life. Oh, my gosh. So, but that's, that, that thought, that one morning, I'm, we're, I'm driving to work, and he goes, Have you, did you ever think about this? And we started talking about how that worked, and then all of a sudden we were like, that's it. That's the concept of the show. Yeah. What if? You know? So kind of started going from there and but it was still probably a year later, right? Yeah. It wasn't until we and, until I started listening to the Jeff Jarrett podcast. Off that, my suggestion. Yeah. Yeah, he suggested it that when I came back from vacation I was like, All right, either we're gonna do this podcast or we're not gonna ever talk about it ever again. And so we started working on it. I started doing some research and you know July 24th of last year, we started. And I just brought the good looks and the knowledge. I remember one of you all texted me 
probably six months before the podcast ever started. And I was like, hey, me and Sean are going to do a podcast. That would be me that would text you if yeah. it was me and Sean. Well, good point. That's kind of how texts work. Good point. <laughs> hey, it's been a long day. I, I'm thinking that's what it said. Okay. I don't want to go back and read. But anyway, and it was like, it's going to come out around SummerSlam, and we're going to do this thing. And then SummerSlam came past, and there was no <laughs> podcast. I was like, oh, maybe they forgot. And then you all revisited the idea and came up with it. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. So what about you? What was one of your favorite shows? Gosh, I really like the Ultimate Warrior ones. Are you just, just saying that? No, I'm not, because he hates Ultimate I, Warrior so much, and you Ultimate love him so much. So, it was like, it was perfect. You know, it's, how many times have we made the comment to each other, Neil, that we ruin, we ruin wrestling for ourselves a lot of times? Well, I, to the point, my family doesn't even want to watch wrestling with me anymore, so I just don't even talk about it around them, because I'm looking at this kind of laying out how it's going to transpire. And every now and then I'll tell Cassie something and she goes, well, you know, it's probably going to happen. And she does exactly what we do now. And I was like, that's kind of what we think is going to happen, you right. know. So I've got her even looking at it like that. But seeing the, doing the Ultimate Warrior shows, seeing the Dark Side of the Ring of the Ultimate Warrior, the A&E special on the Ultimate Warrior, man, he was the ultimate flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. It was... He was hot at a moment, and then the the sad part about it was is once he beat Hogan, there was nothing else he well, could do. For example, for comparison, I would almost compare it to like a Brian Bosworth, who caught lightning in a bottle in college, parlayed that into a very high draft pick, and then, and then got like, ran over. Oh, yeah, got ran over by Bo Jackson. Once he got Bo ran Jackson over, crushed him. Yeah. And when that after that moment, it's like. You so we built up this huge persona, and now you got smacked right in the mouth. And what do we do with you? Sunday's A and E show was Goldberg. Yeah. There's so many comparisons between those two. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them could wrestle. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, and, and in Goldberg's defense, he only got like five months in the. In it the wasn't PowerPoint. even. It was three months. Was it three months? Okay. That's what yeah. they said. They it was three months. They were just hey, let's throw him out there and see what he can do, and then. He couldn't wrestle, so they would just give him the two-minute matches, and then he st- he caught fire, and it, at that point it was too late. Yeah. Now, to this day, Bret Hart still thinks he hurt him on purpose. Well, I tell you what, Bret Hart's a, a grudge holder, man. He is. A grudge holder. <laughs> he is. He's he's that Hunter's white bread with a big old stack of grudge right in between them. <laughs> Hunter's white bread. We haven't brought that up in a long time. They're a long time friend of the show. They are a long time friend of the show. Been there since the Bret Hart at yeah because because I, I actually coined the phrase that they it was are, the very first episode. They are the. It was the, the very first episode, remember? Because you were talking about Bret Hart. The very first episode, maybe the first bread. or second one. Bret Hart's like your basic white bread. He's, you know yeah. what you're going to get. Yeah, and it got you all tore up. <laughs> because <laughs> white bread's different. There's Heiner's white bread, and then there's everything else. Yeah. At least you believe that. I think the change that we made to the format, we, we obviously still talk about wrestling, but I think the change that we made to the format was very much needed. Uh, we were talking. To, we've got listeners that we would have never, we would have never gotten otherwise. And I think you know, it's it's pretty cool to see that number slowly 
start to climb. I mean, this past Saturday, we had our biggest opening download day in the history of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, that continues to rise. I don't necessarily see why it wouldn't. We're we're taking the Joel Embiid approach to this uh, to this podcast, and we're just going to trust the process. Trust the process. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. I mean, <laughs> which is which is another common theme early on. Those early on shows. Sean look at me sometimes as we're talking. He's like, like he would throw his hands up. And like I have no clue where you're going. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just here for the ride. I just, I, I just push buttons. <laughs> I mean, the first couple years of the Sixers building this process, it was ugly. It was ugly. But look where they are now. Hey. There, you you skipped over the the hardened part, but they basically got hardened to the point now where he's like, just go get what we need, yep. and I'll take whatever's left over because I'm ready to win a championship. James Harden's at that point, though. and by whatever's left over, he means nothing less than thirty million. Right, one hundred percent. If they come back with like, okay, James, five millions, all we got. That's all you're going to pay me. Like, like it's, like, you know, I'm James Harden. I jack up threes all day. <laughs> so, some of the shows that were special to me. One of them that I really enjoyed a lot was the Eddie Guerrero show. Yeah. You know, I thought about, you know, I looked at, you know, we did the the Owen Hart show, but those shows were different, right? They were. Uh, Owen, we kind of looked at it as like, what would have happened had he not passed away? But Eddie, we did a, it was kind of like a reflection of of what he was to wrestling. Um, And I thought that was a a special show. I absolutely love Starmageddon. That was so much fun us creating our own thing and I don't so sure I think that could have probably had more to it if we would have been able to give more reality to it but it was so just talk yeah and and unable to put it to life I mean we thought about doing it on the video game at one yeah, time and, and literally calling the matches but it was the whole re- recording aspect of it. You did two of those, right? We did. Yeah, we did that. We did the, the uh, Majestic Melee. Majestic the Majestic Melee. Melee. Yeah. And yeah. Then, did we do... We never got to the WrestleMania one because we made the change before we ever got to that one. Yeah. We were going to do... I can't remember what it was called now. Wrestle something. Um, the Sting show was kind of cool. And then the whole WrestleMania series that we did when we talked you know, about WrestleMania 1, The Streak... Right. You know, and then you guys were here for the actual, you know, WrestleMania show. Those were those were the four that really kind of stood out to me. Um, I'm really enjoying the the new sports series that we're doing on these. But it's uh, not just, and I, and, I, and I keep and I keep telling people, I'm like, it's basically a sports podcast. Yeah. But it may not be. You know, yeah. I mean, I talked a, a few weeks ago about how I create family members. Yeah. For these recipes. and <laughs> Well, last week we, we talked, talked about Rocky. baseball cards and, and Rocky. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, um, it is... I don't know that they make an actual category for what this podcast is. Jambalaya. Jambalaya. Yeah. That's what yeah. we are. We're just a big pot of jambalaya. Yeah. If you were if you were actually a, an ingredient in jambalaya, what would you be? I'd be lying if I could... I, I, I don't even know what's in I don't in know one ingredient. I don't either. You gotta be the sausage. I was gonna say, you gotta be the meat. You gotta be the sausage. I mean, you're probably the rice. <laughs> white rice. That's white rice. White rice Kuiper here. With, exactly with right. his plain potato chips. And he's gonna have saltine crackers with it. Mm. I will say, 
probably my most favorite show. That's too spicy. <laughs> Is that salt? <laughs> Who put salt on these crackers? <laughs> that probably. That series of Mount Rushmore shows we did after we got out of the wrestling topics were probably some of my most fun shows that we've ever done. The The top 50 list was pretty fun, too. After we knocked each other in the mouth a couple times. What? Hey, we, we, made that, we made these two mad every week. There was what? Somebody you ain't got the rock in the top ten? <laughs> what with you? didn't have Rey Mysterio in it at all. There was somebody and else you all To this day, we would not put Rey Mysterio oh. in it. There was somebody you all left out, and if I hadn't mentioned them, you all wouldn't. Booker T. Booker T. Booker T. We also Booker. left the New Day out. And I mean, like, we're like three shows in, and it's like, I'm looking at Sean one day, and I'm like, holy crap, we don't have the New Day. And like, we've already released three shows. We can't go back and change it. But that's how hard it was, you know. Well, I think we just we have that app that Nor- that Norton Note app that we were sharing, and I just started notion, notion, notion. yeah, whatever. Norton is an antivirus. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Words are hard. <laughs> Memory, memory's bad. Uh, oh, we we just started like typing in names, and then we started moving them at at that point. You know, he would he would go in there and he go he would put a eleven. Or, you know, he'd change the number and I'd go in and rearrange them and stuff like that. So, uh, it, it took us a little while to, to get that list hammered down. We knew from the very beginning, our top four, who they were. Yeah, they that were was never, ever a, a, a I a, think a, a it would be part. fun for the four of us, at some point, to do a top 50 list. All sports. Top 50 athletes. Woof. That'd be tough, right? <laughs> Pat White's on my list. I'll just go ahead and tell you. <laughs> Pat White's there. <laughs> if you put if you put Tim Couch on that list, I'll purposely no, delete it. He's not that good. <laughs> I will let us on the other Tim's hand. He's on the <laughs> I mean, I think the top I think we would be like, Whoa, this is overwhelming. It would be But then I think we would get to the top five to seven. And it'd be pretty consistent, right? All four of us. I mean, I mean, Michael's going to be Serena Williams number one, no doubt, right? I mean, she's a freak. She has. I was thinking Brian Scalabrini. <laughs> the, the white mamba. Adam is, is good. not involved in this list making. Okay, <laughs> so you talked about Will Levis, and I actually kind of the same time we talked about Will Levis. Dan Patrick made a good point the other day. Do y'all ever listen to Dan Patrick? I don't. No. I think Dan Patrick is. Absolutely fantastic. I love he's good. Patrick. He might be the best, like, sports host going right now. Has there been anybody better than him and Oberman on Sports Center? Probably not. Oh, Stuart Scott. Stuart Scott. But, Which, by the way, happy birthday, when, Stuart Scott. Yep. Today's his birthday. And they, I mean, Stuart Scott. Cooler than the underside of the pillow. They yeah. created a I'll whole channel. when you see him in the club. They created a whole channel for Stuart Scott. That's why ESPN2 was was created, was for Stuart Scott. Yeah. He was my favorite. He was good. Now, but Dan Patrick was phenomenal. I will say that if, God rest his soul, if Stuart Scott was still alive, he would probably be running a talk show on satellite radio, and it would be fantastic. I yeah. would yep. agree with that. Yeah. Uh, but Dan Patrick, who told a William H. Macy hilarious story the other day, he was interviewing William H. Macy at one point in his career, and William H. Macy was like, oh, those are good questions there, bub, or called him something like that. And he was like, 
what the heck, man? Like, this is what I, I'm good at my job. Like, what, don't you try to undercut me and cut me down like I'm not supposed to be good at this? You know, as only Dan Patrick can. But Dan Patrick said that if he was a quarterback that started in any Division One program, he would go to a local buffet and work out an NIL deal. And he would take his offensive lineman out to eat every Tuesday night. That would be part of the deal he would work out. Is He said, because, I mean, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady both did stuff like that prior to NIL deals. Yep. But he said, I 100% would go some barbecue place. So we talked, to, I, was, I was talking with Sean, and I was like, if I'm Will Levis, I go to Sonny's Barbecue, and I'm like, hey, I want to be, I want an NIL deal, name, image, likeness. Part of the deal, I want to be able to bring my offensive lineman to eat every Tuesday night. And you know they're going to be like, heck yeah. Yeah. I mean, UK <laughs> just made a deal with Paris City Schools today. So, <laughs> Octavius Oxendine. Listen, I've got a lot of thoughts about this. Octavius Oxendine and Mark. Josh. Josh. Um, uh, no, I'm sorry, John Taylor. Um, is there any more common name no. than John? If, I mean, John well, Smith. Maybe I can that, even I can see him uh, on Monday Night Football. John Taylor, John BYU. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 he goes to you. So, so Paris <laughs> Paris pays them. I don't know what it doesn't it doesn't say how much, but pays them to come in and be an ambassador. And listen, Paris needs. Those two guys to come in. I mean, those those guys that go, guys and girls that go to Paris, they don't have the most. Okay, I mean, they're probably one of the smallest schools in Kentucky. I'm surprised that Paris Independent is still there and not merged in with Bourbon County already. But you're gonna do that, and you can't spend five thousand dollars to put lights up at their high school slash middle school soccer field? That's ridiculous. That would help them out more than having these two guys to come in, what, once, twice a month? Just to go, The only thing I've hey seen so far is they're coming to the summer block party back to school event. I don't know <sighs> what goes past that. I don't like it. But here's Anyways, my thing. I digress. John, what would you say his name was? I think he's name, John Taylor. John Taylor. And Octavius Oxendine. I follow Kentucky football, and I don't think I could pick these two dudes out of a lineup. I probably couldn't pick them out. I do know the name. I did know the names because they grew up in Kentucky. They were Kentucky boys. They're playing for Kentucky, so they're I just, trying to. I just know, don't understand the purpose of it. And again, I'm with you. How much money really is a, is an independent school district right. that doesn't make a lot of money? How much money are they actually paying them? Right. Probably not a lot. How much can so. they afford to pay them? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the one thing I will say about Paris is they've got the best concession stand in the 10th region. <laughs> What's your Do you favorite? know why? What's your favorite thing on it? The the Hunt Brothers Pizza. The, the Hunt, Hunt Brothers, Brothers Pizza. Hunt next Brothers level. Pizza put in a pizza oven downstairs. They cook fresh Hunt Brothers Pizza and take it straight upstairs to the concession stand. It's the best pizza. It's the best concession stand in the tenth region, bar none. Smallest gym, best concession stand. 
We might have to do that. Uh, best concession stand of the 10th And I'm sure show. that some of these people that are listening, especially the two that picked it up from the United Kingdom the, uh, last week. We're not talking like, about Paris, France. What are we talking about? We're not talking about Paris, France. We're not going to Brussels. We're not doing anything Bonjour. Like England? England? United the UK? They don't say bonjour. It's close enough. They speak English. They're in the, they're the Queen's in, English. They're in Lear. Pardon, pardon him, our, our, our friends across the pond, okay? When you see the, the Queen, tell him I said hello. <laughs> tell them? Yeah. The Queen and her people. This show the is... The royal family. The royal family. This yeah. show is the epitome of what the last year has been. <laughs> What? No structure whatsoever. We're off the rails. It is completely off the rails. went back to his original, uh, the original podcast you know what with, with Neil, and he, he's just going, do you know what it I is? I don't know what's going Where on. Where are we going? We what don't happened? have an outline. The last couple of weeks, you've provided us with an outline. That's true. It's your fault. You're not driving the, You're not driving the bus very well. You drove us into the iceberg. <laughs> We're in a uh, ditch. Sure. Blame it all <laughs> on me. What a ditch. The water's cold, Rose. <laughs> Rose, can you sit over the fifth room on that door, Rose? Nope. No, Jack. <laughs> no, Jack. Oh I'll hold your hand, though. <laughs> While you become stiff. And then I'll just peel you off. The- <laughs> Gradually peel you off and let you... And, and watch you sink to the bottom of the ocean. Good grief. I tell you what. You three. <laughs> 84 years later. And, and, and guess what? She threw the That heart. was the movie that was just passed up by what? Top Gun Maverick. Best movie ever. $1.3 billion. And, and you know what? Three of us saw it together. Saw it together and saw the full movie. We did see the with, full movie. With the I don't Trump know Hunters. what Sean saw. We, Sean came in 15 minutes late. Right. We had the Truffle Hunters. We did too. have the Truffle Hunters. We're not bitter about that, though. <laughs> I wish I could remember what she was yelling. Because <laughs> every once in a while, I just belt it out. Right! <laughs> It was. She was. Just, it was somebody's name. Carl. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Did anybody else have any favorite show moments that they wanted to discuss? I mean, obviously, any time that I can take a jab at Sean is always a favorite moment of mine. Well, you did that plenty of times. I was gonna. I was gonna ask if you had the stats uh, so for that. I was wondering if there's a counter for that. <laughs> oh, no, there probably should be though. Probably should. We should have a we should have a sound. So you were talking about a while ago the 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 series of Rushmores that we did were plain chips, plain drinks, all that. So the girls brought me home a blizzard the other night. <laughs> well, look. So I say, Sean tells me this, and I tell him I was like, oh. I bet you're a Reese's Pieces guy or a Reese's Cup guy. Cause he said, what's your go-to blizzard? He goes, I bet it's a Reese's Cup. It's an Oreo. No. He surprised me. It's random. I, I get a different one every time. I was like, are you talking about no flavor really? Sean yeah. Piper? He, he goes up and he says, can I get a blizzard? Nothing in it. Just the vanilla ice cream. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Sir, do you want it on the cone? No, 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 no. I want a blizzard. I want a blizzard. Vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Nothing in it. <laughs> It's so funny. We were actually. It's so funny that you all said that because I, I told the girls. I said, "Get, get, just get Chase a vanilla Blizzard," and because he just likes vanilla ice cream. And they gotcha. go, "What?" And I said, "Yeah, go up and ask for a vanilla Blizzard to see what they say." It's really funny that you all just said that. That's what I told them the other night. What they get told? Huh? Can you get they, a vanilla? They blizzard? didn't ask. 
They, they, oh. they, didn't, get, they didn't get him anything. Come on, now you can have a Zagnut Blizzard if you'd like. Right. So yeah. So Wes, Wes, I don't know if anybody saw it or not, but a few months ago, Sean was on a desperate. I was on a Zagnut hunt on TikTok, and I went through about a week's worth of searching for Zagnuts with no avail. And then the other day, we get a text message in the group that said. I'll be darned or something like that in the picture of a Zagnut and Wes had found it. Where did you find these at? They were at the corner store. Right up the street. Here in Sterling? Yes. Of course they were at the yes. corner store. The I was store like, that I did not go in. I was standing there and and uh, my wife and my daughter were looking around and they have some obscure, just regular, just kind of candies, you know, the baby bottle things and uh, alien boogers and stuff like that. And I was like, hmm. So I turned around and looked and I went, no way. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Took a picture and sent it to the guys, and they were like, oh! Zagnut. So, so we did the, uh, I put on the uh, the reveal TikTok last night. I had to shoot a video for that, so that was pretty cool. So he bought us each a Zagnut, so we're going to try those here in a little bit. We will not be trying those. <laughs> I will I will hold it on my shelf as a remembrance of what pushed us through. Then you can eat it 30 years later and see if it crunches harder than the bubble gum. I can't because I hate coconut. If I wanted, oh, a, I'm not if a, I wanted a bottle of suntan lotion, I would just go to the Walmarts and get me Malibu all, Ice or whatever they call it. Preach! Severely disappointed me. What? Coconut? Who, who likes, who likes coconut? It's oh, under the age of 50. And, 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 mounds. and mounds and this. And, uh, coconut's the best. It's the worst. No way. It, You're saying better? a Zagnut is better than a Milky Way? No. Yes, because Milky Ways are a, a cheap Snickers bar. <laughs> <laughs> Zagnut just got chucked across the road. That's got chucked. <laughs> Take that, Coconut. <laughs> What's worse is Milky Ways in between a Snickers and the Three Musketeers is even worse. The only thing that helps Milky Way is because it's Three Musketeers with a little bit of caramel in the middle. But what's better than a Snickers bar with the peanuts and all that stuff in the Milky Way? Oh, I love Milky Ways. That's yeah. my favorite. That's my go-to. Uncultured swines. Yeah. I I can handle coconut in a candy bar. I don't like a coconut cake. I don't like coconut. Pie. Coconut cream pie. No. So you're, you're you're in the minority here. Yeah. I'm number one. Wes likes those you coconut just, cream pies. Y'all are just looking at me like gross. You are gross. Uh, you're it, disgusting. In a larger scale, we probably are in the minority there. Because a lot of people. Really I, do. I, I a lot of people like Zagnut. I have Opie like Taylor. I had Opie tailored this topic, and I have drawn my line, my line in the sand against. The coconut bullies, and if that means I got to get a black eye, then by gosh, I'll get a black eye. Did, I can't wait. Did to we have it on the show the night that we were recording about the the candy bars? And Grant walked through here, and he goes, "You know what's?" Uh, uh, he said, "I kind of like a Zagnut." You you said it. He didn't. He wasn't on there, but you said he yeah. was like, "I really like a Zagnut." And we <laughs> yeah. just looked at each other like, "I about fell out of my chair." It was so like fun. you did earlier. Yeah. <laughs> we'll so leave funny. the crunched up one for him. Right. <laughs> Sit on his desk. Hey, it landed perfect on the chair in case you're wondering. <laughs> I bet it's in a million pieces. I bet it's not. Eh, it barely hit so, the wall. It's a coconut. It should be tough. It's broken half. Perfection. Nice. So, 
You want me to throw it again? No, I'll hold on do to the Do we want to do the grand finale segment here, or do we want to talk a little bit about what's coming in the future? I think we want to talk about the future first. Okay. So, obviously, this is the end of season one. It's the end of an era. And next week... This one's for my homies. ...will be uh, our first show of the second season. And it's going to drop while we're on our way to SummerSlam. Well, it'll actually have already dropped, but same day. So we're going to do a little bit of rebranding, a little bit of a new look, and we're going to try to have a more formal layout. As long as somebody, then this as show, long as somebody brings that one, right? Yeah. Brings it out. We're Bus driver. <laughs> right. Get on the bus. It's yeah. time to go. Sean's going to have to do a better bus. job I of pulling out his atlas I and mapping the trip. An atlas. <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah. old folks do. Yeah. That's <laughs> definitely, definitely going to have to do that. So the most exciting part about it is, is a couple weeks ago, we kind of got the, uh, re- the live reaction to our new logo. We, we do have a new logo coming. And I'm pretty pumped about it. I, the you know the the guy that did it um what was his name Doug Halliday yeah Doug Halliday Roy's brother Roy Doc Doc Halliday uh, Neil found him on the uh, Facebook Roosevelt's page I think or something like that and he kind of reached out to us about doing a new logo but we didn't really want to put the money into it but I kind of had the idea that if we were going to you know kind of re do this format then we needed a new look so i'm not going to tell you about it but come next saturday morning when the podcast drops and our social media links uh, drop it's all going to look brand new and i'm pretty excited about that for sure um and over the last several weeks you've you've heard little segments about the warm-up that adam does for us um Neil has done, uh, you know, the grand finale segments. There's two or three different things. The main event. I've got a segment that we're going to drop in. And then once fantasy football season starts, uh, Wes is going to be uh, doing a power rankings thing for our dynasty. That is when I will be, that's when I'll be taking my nap. <laughs> <laughs> if you it, have a Zagnut in front of me and I'm not in top three, it's getting tossed it's, again. It's, <laughs> it, I, I don't see that being a long segment. Well, I don't have to take a long nap. Just <laughs> but you know, you know, forty-five seconds or so just to say that he's the number one team in the league again, uh, because everybody gives him these stupid trades. And uh, Ooh, yeah. hey, tell him the cream always rises to the crop. That's right. Top words are hard. <laughs> words are hard. Words are hard. Words are hard. Words are hard. If this wasn't our one-year anniversary show, I would just say words are hard would be the topic of the show. <laughs> Maybe that'll be that in there too. One year anniversary. <laughs> so, so that's that's exciting. We're we're gonna really try to push a little harder on our social media pages and stuff like that. <laughs> but we we need we need your help. Believe it or not, there's a lot of people that are listening to the show that didn't listen to it before, and. I get a lot of positive feedback about that, you know, or I'll get a random comment. Like I got a comment from uh, a listener the other day that said, Hey, I'm going to Georgia this week. I'm hoping to find some of that underrated peach cobbler down here. And, you know, 
I just thought that was cool. I, I, just a little comment like that makes me feel like we're doing something. Does worthy, it give you right? the fuzzies? The opposite of the goosies. <laughs> right. They're on the inside. The, the warm and fuzzies. Right. The so, goosies are on the outside. The fuzzies are on the inside. Yeah. I, I just think that's a cool part of it. So we're excited about it. We've ordered some new equipment. So hopefully the sound will be a little bit better. It looks like we're going to have a couple giveaways maybe we may start doing some stuff like that we could have some potential giveaways i mean like some autographed sports memorabilia but now you're you're classifying those as giveaways they're not technically giveaways they're more like sellaways well i mean (laughs) we're giving it away we're giving it away so you can buy a chance right right yeah so when are you ever gonna have a chance to get autographed football or basketball or baseball memorabilia for that cheap Right. I mean, we're we're talking like five ten bucks a uh, pop, depending right. on what the item is. Right. I think the first item might be a mini football helmet. Spoiler alert! And we'll not leave anybody out. Everybody's going to get a little something. It might be a maybe. I'll maybe I'll print out some from corner to corner kiss cards, and I'll kiss each one of them. <laughs> maybe you can print out a page of the cookbook. I could send a recipe. With maybe you should Xerox your face. And sign it. I could. And send it to everybody. I could. <laughs> Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> face only. Okay. Which okay. face? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That is funny. So, that's what's coming up, coming next week. What better way to end the one-year anniversary show than with our favorite sub-segment that we had when we began... On Mount Rushmore, right. So Neil, it, it, it's always been your thing. Do you what, have you got a topic for us? What do I have a topic? Are who you going to spin the wheel? Who do you think? You know, I'm glad you said that. We, I, I already know what the topic's going to be, but I'm just going to spin the wheel because I like spinning the wheel. And we ain't spun the wheel in a long time, so we're going to spin the wheel. There you go. I wonder how many more times I can say spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin it. delayed this time. That was a long delay. Now, I haven't updated our wheels since we stopped doing Rushmore shows, and it was snack foods, if, if, but we'd already done snack foods, so you need to go back and listen to that episode. But, my topic for the day is Home Run Derby winners. We just had the Home Run Derby last night. Well, I guess a week ago, if you're listening to this on Saturday. Juan Soto, Won, won the home run derby. He beat a rookie in the uh, finals, Rodriguez from the uh, Julio from the uh, Mariners. So I thought it might be cool if we all just took a turn at telling our favorite home run derby winner. So we'll start with Adam. I'm glad you started with me, so I can take this one before anybody else does. <laughs> well, wait a second, you need to go on and turn your hat backwards. Let me turn my hat backwards. 2015 Great American Ballpark, Todd Frazier. Anytime the hometown guy kind of wins it, the crowd gets behind him, I enjoy that. Bryce Harper's done it. 
But there was something special about Todd Frazier because the Reds are, at that time, they had never really been good for a long time. Todd Frazier kind of had the buzz in the stadium going with him. There were people crying probably in the crowd. Todd Frazier's my pick. Well, and not only Todd Frazier did he win, he was in the finals three straight years. Yep. Uh, but that was pretty magical, his run there in uh, his run there in Cincinnati. Wes, who, who you got? Uh, I'd like to go last. Ooh. Can I can I request to go last? He's opted out. Who, who do you think runs this show? <laughs> because he's, I, I, he's wanting more money. You holding out on us? My, mine is going to be different than everybody. I know it right now. You can just go on and say Wally Joyner then. <laughs> Roger Maris beat Babe Ruth. Right. <laughs> All right, I'll go ahead. And go. No, 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 no. no, no, no you no. have already revoked the right to go now. That's Sean, would you like to go next, or would you like to go third? Uh, I can go. I, I was just kind of looking, thinking back to some of these uh, guys are actually kind of surprising to me on this list that uh, I didn't remember. But I do remember this one. 2012 Detroit Tigers Prince Fielder. One that year, and if I remember correctly, he pretty much destroyed the field that year. Like he was—that was the year I'm pretty sure he topped 50 home runs that year, um, in the regular season. I think I—I I might be wrong on that, but that was one of those. He was at the the top of his game as far as like fantasy uh, baseball too. That was right around the time when I started playing fantasy baseball. So, uh, and I was always a fan of his dad. And and then of course uh, Prince followed right in his, his footsteps. So uh, Prince Fielder, 2012. Fun fact about that: Did you know he was the only Derby participant to win in both the American and National League, or for multiple teams? I did not know that. Nice, nice fun fact. Oh yeah, there it was. He was there just a couple of years prior to that with the Brewers. I'm going to go. There's a lot of good ones. I mean, I'm an old school guy. The 96 one stands out to me. Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds beat Mark McGuire in the finals. Yeah. I mean, you talk about juiced balls. Yeah. No pun intended. Uh, I'm going to go with the 2019 Home Run Derby. And I'm going to pick Pete Alonzo, who beat Vlad Jr. in the finals. And... Pete Alonzo was absolutely crushing the ball. Now, I love, as a fan, I love the Home Run Derby. A lot of hitters do not like the Home Run Derby because it's such, they, they change their swing because they're, they're trying just to hit bombs. And statistically, if you go look at the guys who win the Home Run Derby, they struggle the, the second half of the, the season, half of the season they, they suck. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to go Pete Alonzo in uh, 2019. Even though I almost went 2021, Pete Alonzo won again. But I did. I wasn't going to pick Pete Alonzo. I would have. I would have picked it for Trey Mancini, who was coming back off cancer. Yeah. Uh, that was a that was that was a pretty good feel good story. Yeah. But I'll go 2019, Pete Alonzo. Yeah, and that was the year because Vlad's dad won. He did. And that was kind of the theme throughout that entire night was. Is it going to be a father-son thing? And, you know, he had a pretty good lead on him, but Alonzo just was, was too much to overcome there towards the end. All right, so the reason I want 
to go last is because I'm not picking the fans win every year because, and maybe you all don't agree with this, but Chris Berman as the announcer and saying, back, 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 gone, is fantastic every year. And if when he leaves doing that, it's not going to be the same. I mean, I, in my opinion, it's not going to be the same. Maybe I've watched too many, and maybe people uh, that's younger than me don't like it and are ready for him to move on. But Chris Berman makes the home run derby that much better. I didn't get to watch last night. Was did didn't they uh, did was Pujols in it? Yes. Okay. So. I saw an interview thing today that before the derby last night, they were talking to Chris Berman and they asked him who he liked last night. The only person he could name was Albert Pujols. He didn't know any of the other guys. <laughs> He's kind of past his prime. Yeah. So and and then, I do agree that he brings a lot to it. Yeah. And I didn't pick Griffey Jr. because I felt like one of you guys probably wanted Griffey Jr. Well, I mean, on your list. I think Griffey probably is number one on. He was in the final yeah. six times. Yeah, yeah. we're just going to do one apiece right. tonight. So I think if we all did four, without a doubt, King Griffey Jr. is one of those four spots. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I felt bad because he looked lost. Yeah. And they didn't know where to go with it when he goes. Well, you know, you got to kind of like Albert. And then I'm like, Albert, what the flip are you talking about? He literally couldn't name anybody else in the Derby. And and that was that was, that was was not good. I will also say the look. 08 home run Derby that Josh Hamilton finished runner-up in where he was crushing balls the first two rounds yes. and just came up a little bit short. I like Who did he lose to on that? Justin Morneau. Yeah. But there's a lot, like I was looking over the list, lots of lots of things that you could that you could choose. Um, maybe the most interesting stat was uh, Ryan Sandberg won in 1990. Uh, Runner-up was multiple players with one. <laughs> with one. Yeah. So obviously it was a much different format. Yeah. Then than it is now, but. Um, I still kind of like the home run derby because you have your power hitters that still sign up for it, unlike the slam dunk contest in the NBA where your best dunkers don't nope. want to do it anymore. Yeah. The uh, the One of the things that I kind of heard on the radio today was, is, you know, one of the things missing in baseball is the – the advertisement, the the pushing your superstars, you know, out there like NFL, you've got Mahomes and Rogers with State Farm, and uh, basketball, you've got Lillard and James and all these guys. You don't have a lot of that in baseball, and Aaron Judge and and Trout and Otani are like your three biggest superstars. But none of those guys were in the home run derby, which is one of your biggest moments. I can't believe that Otani w- did not participate in the home run derby last night, or Aaron Judge, who has thirty three home runs at the All Star break. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's one but of those I things think, he didn't I want think to run. A lot of it group. is they didn't want to mess up the second half of the season, and, and I wonder how much it's not teams like the Yankees that are telling Aaron Judge, no, no, no. 
you're not doing that because it's not uncommon now for players to miss the All Star game. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, they, did you see where they just threw the changes on that? If it's tied after nine innings, there's going to be a mini home run derby, a la PKs in soccer. That's how they're going to decide the winner. Yeah. Starting I tonight. Seen, I hadn't seen that. And after the fourth inning, you can't hit a triple. You stop at – if you can't get it inside the park home run, you stop at second. That's stupid. Why can't they just play the game? <laughs> My goodness gracious. Why it's baseball, it? for heaven's sake. What's sakes. the triple got to do with anything? After I don't know. Right. I was – as I was I'm, getting out of the truck here to come record. It's almost like they want it to tie and go into I'm okay innings. with it being tied and going into a mini. Uh, uh, you know, that that's a different aspect. Those games haven't been close in years, though. I mean, almost always the American League blows the National League out. Right. But it means something. You that was big uproar. It means something. Well, I mean, it does mean more now when they since they've changed you it get, to where you, you get, get the get home field, field advantage. advantage. Thankfully. Gosh, those one... A few years ago, they were going 13 and 14 innings, though. Both teams were running out of pitchers. Yeah. Yeah, because they get into that situation to where they're just uh, just pitching them one inning, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so, I don't know. So, uh, one last thing before we wrap up is you are, are stepping away from fantasy sports. I am. I'm leaving. And, and have – Sold your fantasy baseball franchise to Muncie Incorporated. To Muncie, how do you feel about that? Well, we're taking the jobs overseas. We got a really good ratio over there, so we'll we'll keep things going. I mean, listen, I I have spent a few years building the franchise into what should potentially be a juggernaut next year. It's going to be nice for you to get a team that's going to be stacked next year compared the to the crap good. that I got. The team looks good. I so, mean, why are you looking at me like that's my fault? It's <laughs> not your I mean, fault. Wes is staring a hole at me like I gave but, uh, Muncie a fully stacked team. I didn't give Muncie crap. <laughs> I get a I get a text message going, "Hey, I'm going to quit fantasy baseball. I'm giving my team to Muncie." What? <laughs> so, like, so, what happened at church camp this weekend? He texted me. I was driving to Walmart. He texted me. He said. You still interested in fantasy baseball? My text back was, you getting out. Because I knew if he texted me, that must have been the... So I so I called him, and I was like, it's going to be much easier to, to talk. But I told I told you, I told, I told all three of you, that if Adam didn't want to do it, I wasn't going to step away. Because I'm just not going to give my team over to a guy like a Silver Fox. <laughs> but Adam said he wants to play. So, And I would have took the team Wes has... But Sean asked Wes if he wanted that team. It's all your fault. Only because you had gave zero indication that you wanted to play fantasy baseball. Because you were always like, that's stupid. All you're doing a show on fantasy baseball. I ain't listening to that episode. Tell me I'm wrong. It was all Tell all, me I'm wrong. It was all part of my strategy to get a loaded team. See? Yeah. yeah. There's not many guys that walk away from a team that is – as talented as his is going to be, that's a really injuries has is just riddled you. Okay. It has, and 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 I, as, as I've told you all, fantasy sports in general across the board are so. I mean, it's just it's it's all it's all luck now. Um, you got players that just set out because eh, I just don't feel like playing, and I, and that's in every sport. And it's just and it's lost 
it's lost the fun. Plus, you got guys that are difficult to deal with that, you know, you spend five hours trying to make a trade and then the trade didn't go through. So. Don't look at me. I actually, I actually pulled the plug on that deal. That's so funny. Now looking back, I'm glad you did because I told Sean I would do that deal. Oh, you're talking about the Acuna Bichette deal? Yeah. I was like, Bichette's a 14th round keeper. That's a no-brainer in my book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't do it. I knew because I knew what would happen. You're playing with your heart. Which he, told, he which he told me he never right, does. Don't, yeah, no, I, it, it wasn't really the Braves thing. It was the fact that deep down Acuna is a better player than Bichette regardless. So he's just he's still making his way back from injury. We're going to have a good second half. We'll see. So, well, guys, as we wrap up this show, we definitely all want to say thank you for sticking out, riding with us for a whole year. We look forward to the rebranding, the new look, the new format, and uh, and just seeing what the future brings. So we look forward to seeing you next season. Stay safe, friends.